Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Marshall. Do you possess a soul? Do I? Does every human being have a soul, or does none of them? Is each of us merely an inchoate mass of drives and desires, some of us with the strength to fulfill them, others without it, weak, fit only for frustration and despair? These are large questions, and I regret I do not have the answers. It is a cosmic force. You understand what I am saying? I, I'm not sure. It is the human light, the unrevealed self-luminosity of all mankind. Yes. Ah, you are starting to grasp it. I can tell. I knew you would. From the first moment I set eyes on you, listen to me. Everything gives forth light. Everything. Everything. mystery drama, The Power of Ode, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Elspeth Eric and stars Christopher Tabori and Jada Rowland. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Arrogant man has usually credited himself with a soul while condescendingly denying it to the beasts. But when next you pass by a dog tied up on the sidewalk waiting for the return of an all-important someone. Go back and look deep into the anxious, watchful eyes. See if you do not detect there at least the hint of a steadfast, worshipful soul. Now I invite you to listen to the story called The Power of Ode. Yes, hello. Is Mr. Michael Lipton there, please? Speaking. Michael, this is Frank. Frank? Frank who? Now, you're not going to tell me you don't remember. Frank Cabot? The very same. Himself in person. Well, I'll be... Are you here or, or where? Yeah, I'm right here in town. I'm calling from the local, uh, hostelry. I've stopped off on my way to the coast. Renew all friendships, all that sort of thing. Uh, you still are my friend, or am I taking too much for granted? Oh, don't be silly. Of course not. But, but, but it's been years. Look, when can we get together? Now? Yeah, for a drink or something. Uh, Frank, I was just going to go out when the phone rang. Uh, there's this party I have to go to. A party? In the middle of the afternoon? It's a garden party. Garden party? Well, I didn't know anybody gave garden parties anymore. Well, they do here, now and then. Well, can't you skip it? Well, matter of fact, I don't want to. Uh, well, not this one. Look, so, how about going along with me? parties aren't exactly my style. It won't be so bad. We don't have to stay long, but I do need to put in an appearance. So how about it? Well, okay. Wait for me outside the entrance to the hotel and I'll pick you up. All right? Sure. All right. But look, how awful can it be? It won't be awful at all. You'll see. Be there in about ten minutes, okay? Okay. Frank Cabot. I hadn't set eyes on him since we were at the university together. I'd hardly even thought about him. 
Though we've been fairly good friends in the old days. Not really close. But, well, friends. He always got better grades than I did, had more dates, dressed better, was better looking. I suppose I envied him all that. In fact, I know I did. But that didn't prevent our spending quite a lot of time together and enjoying it. I was really looking forward to seeing him again. There you are. Here I am. Frank, you look great. Well, so do you, old buddy. Come on, hop in. Hey, nice car. Five years old, but it still runs. Yeah. What's this uh, fabulous garden party you're taking? And I didn't say it'd be fabulous. I just said I wanted to be there. For any particular reason? You'll see. You'll meet her. Oh. Oh, a girl. Now, I might have known. It's always a girl, isn't it? I don't know about always, but it is this time. Hey, you're serious. Dead serious. Well, wait till you see her. Oh, what's your name? Lorna. Lorna Deering. It's her grandmother who's giving the party. Olivia Deering. Uh-huh. She's the grand dame of what passes for high society in these parts. Big house, acres of land, plenty of servants. Lots of money. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder you're serious. It's got nothing to do with money. Well, what's wrong with money? I mean, what I feel for Lorna has got nothing to do with money. Where do you meet her? Pretty? I I guess so. Uh, how old? 18, 19, 20 maybe. (laughs) You don't know her very well, do you? Well, I've taken her out a few times. Just taken her out? Yes, Frank. Just taken her out. Well, then you really don't know her at all. That's your opinion. Well... All right, let's not fight about it, huh? That's no way to renew a friendship. <laughs> well, uh, how come she's staying with her grandmother? Her parents died. An automobile crash. She had no place else to go. So she moved in with her rich grandmother. She moved in with her grandmother. She's planning to stay on for a while? I don't know. I haven't asked her. What did you talk about these uh, few times you took her out? You know what, Frank? That's really none of your business. You know, you're right. You you are right. <laughs> Look, forget I said it, huh? Okay. Now tell me about yourself. What you been doing? Oh, I've been here and there. Paris, Rome, London, Amsterdam. <laughs> doing what? Working for the CIA or what? Uh, foreign service. Oh, that's impressive. Very romantic. Uh, not particularly. Well, it sounds that way to somebody in the tool and die business. You must tell me about it sometime. Well, there's not much to tell. You planning to stick around for a while? I might. Yeah, I just... Might. Well, we'll have to get together and... Ah, here's where we turn in. Mrs. Deering's place. Wow. It's quite a joint. A veritable mansion. Yeah, it's nice. Nice? It's fabulous. And there's your garden party. (laughs) Very classy people. (laughs) Can I uh, get a drink around here somewhere? Oh, punch, probably. Punch? Wow, get a load of those gardens. Uh, Mrs. Deering has a gardener, a couple of them. Oh, I'll just bet she does. This way, come on, follow me. Wait, 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 where are we going? In the house. What for? Look, how about the gardens? How about all those classy people? I wanted to meet them. Look, nobody's going to be in the house on a day like this. She is. Who? Oh, you mean, uh, what's her name? Lorna. Lorna Deering. Yeah, well, what makes you so sure she's in the house? She can't stand bright light. Come on. She's probably in the library. Why the library? 
It's cool and dark in there. Uh, she likes that room. Your Lorna sounds a little on the weird side, if you don't mind my saying so. I do mind, and she's not weird. She's got her own likes and dislikes. The way you have yours and I have mine. Okay, okay, sure. You're right. Forget I said anything, huh? There she is. You see? Talking to that old guy. Mm. Well, who's he? I don't know. Never saw him before. Well, he's no competition for you, anyway. Fifty if he's a day. Maybe more. Maybe sixty. Listen to me. Everything gives forth light. Everything. Everything. Yes. Oh, yes. Everything. Hi, Lorna. What? Oh. Oh, it's, it's you, Michael. I brought a friend over to meet you. This is Frank Cabot. We went to school together. Lorna Deering, Frank. Oh, I'm so happy to meet you. <laughs> I could die on the spot. Oh, please don't do that. Uh, Michael, this is Professor Von Drucker. Michael Lipton. Frank uh, Cabot, is it? Y yes, Cabot. Um... How do you do, sir? I'm pleased to meet you. Uh, and Mr. Lipton? How do you do? Oh, very well, thank you. Well, I hope we're not uh, intruding on something terribly private. Oh, not at all, not at all. Uh, it looked very absorbing from across the room. Well, you see, I uh, was just telling Miss Lorna about the power of ode. You said uh, ode? Yes. Spelled O-D. Well, I don't believe I've ever heard of it. Uh, have you, Michael? No, I... I don't believe I ever have. That's the whole trouble. So few people have. And it's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. It is a natural force, an elemental power, sometimes called the odic force, the odic power. As I was telling Miss Lorna here, it uh, permeates the universe. It spreads itself from star to star. It is the human light, the unrevealed self-luminosity of all mankind. Everything gives forth light. Absolutely everything. You see? Well, to be perfectly honest with it's you, It's very intriguing, Professor. Ah, oh, you think so, do you? Well, how do you, um, how do you know, well, get at this, this ode, this, uh, odic force, whatever? Oh, by various means. Such as? Oh, magnets, uh, heat, light. Amazing. Uh, by chemical or vital action. Really? Uh, the various manifestations of ode, of the odic force, are uh, distinguished by special names. For instance? Well, there is biode, the ode of animal life. There is elode, the ode of electricity. The magnatode, the magnetic ode. Uh, anybody likes some punch here? And then there is pantode, which is ode in the... Uh, Oh, general sense. I tell you, why don't I get us all some punch? Uh, tell me, Professor Van Drucker, how did you happen to, you know, uh, latch on to this old thing? Well, I think I'll do that. Get us all some punch. I'll be right back. You see, I was raised and educated by my grandfather. And when my grandfather was a small boy, uh, he was privileged to spend a great deal of time in the presence of Baron Karl von Reichenbach. It was von Reichenbach who discovered the phenomenon he christened... Ode. He was a baron, was he? Oh, yes. My grandfather spent a good part of his youth at the baron's castle of Reisenberg. There, in, you know, talks with uh, von Reichenbach, and through assisting at various experiments, he learned the secret of vital power, which is old. Oh, what was he, this uh, von Reichenbach? Some kind of a spiritualist or something? Oh, my, no, heavens, no. He was a scientist. He was a businessman, a very successful businessman. Well, here we are. Punch for everybody. I hear it has some champagne in it. Lorna, here, punch for you. Lorna. What's the matter with her? Uh, 
have no fear. Uh, it is nothing. But she's just standing there. She, she's not moving. Not moving a muscle. She is in a cataleptic state. It is nothing. Nothing? What happened to her? How, how did she get like this? Very simple. I hypnotized her. Now, do you begin to comprehend the power of Ode? I didn't like what was happening to Lorna. I didn't like this professor who seemed to be filling her head with the most errant nonsense. And I didn't like my old friend, Frank Cabot, who seemed to be moving in on the girl I loved. It's all true. A matter of historical record. Karl von Reichenbach was born at Stuttgart, capital of the Kingdom of Württemberg, on the 12th day of February, 1788, and died at his castle January 22nd, 1869. Our story, however, is sheer fantasy. I'll be back shortly with Act Two. of the vital force or read about it or simply gone through life with the uneasy feeling that it exists but you cannot locate or define it you're not the first 200 years ago it was called animal magnetism today occultists call it the psi quality in between various religions and disciplines have attempted to shed light upon it and make it accessible died after that horrible accident my mother too i thought my life was over but his last words to me in the hospital i shall never forget them were my sweet child try to be happy well i have tried tried very hard but i never saw any chance for happiness till i came to live with my grandmother olivia deering and met there, that remarkable man, Professor Hans von Drucker. Miss Deering, how good to see you again. You were so kind to come here, Professor von Drucker. I could have come to you if you'd said the word. Much better we should talk in this room, this softly lighted room of which you are so fond. I do love this library. It was the first thing I noticed about you at the garden party, how you fled the bright sunlight sought the muted tones of this dim place. You noticed. Right away. And do you know what I next observed? No. Tell me. The light flowing from your fingertips. Are you serious? Oh, my dear Lorna, uh, may I call you that? Please. Please do. If only you knew, could realize how serious I am. First of all, the aversion to strong light. This was a characteristic of Baron von Reichenbach's very first subject. This was in 1844. The poor girl could not even bear candlelight. Imagine. And did... Did light flow from her fingertips? Light flows from everyone's fingertips. You mean that? In varying degrees, of course. Sometimes barely detectable. It is the audit force. And a high sensitive like yourself possesses it to a remarkable degree. Is that what I am? 
high sensitive. With abnormal sense power. I have always felt... I never knew what to call it. But I felt something. Something I could never express. <sighs> Let me try a little experiment, will you? What sort of experiment? Oh, it will not hurt you in the least, I promise. Look. Look what I have here. Why, it's a crystal, isn't it? That is precisely what it is. Now, if you will please hold out your arm. Like this? Yes, straight out, yes, thank you. Now, I shall draw the crystal slowly down your arm. Like this. Elbow to wrist. Now, tell me what you are feeling. Uh, a wind. A soft wind. Oh, a gentle wind. A cool, cool wind. Oh, lovely. <laughs> pleasant, would you say? Oh, very. Very pleasant. Good. Good. Now, I shall draw the crystal from wrist to elbow. You know, the opposite direction. Slowly up the arm like this. Uh, now, tell me what you are feeling, my dear. Oh, heat. It, it, it feels warm. Not enough to burn me. But warm. Quite, quite warm. And is it pleasing, this feeling of heat, of warmth? No, not, not really. No, it's... It's rather unpleasant. I, I, I don't like it. I'd, I'd rather you stop. It is the same, the same, the same. I was right. He was right. Oh, it is all too marvelous. Oh, my dear Lorna, how can I thank you? For what? Thank me for what? What have I done? You have demonstrated again what von Reichenbach discovered more than a hundred years ago. That there is a force, the Odic force, to which we are all susceptible. But... The high sensitives, such as yourself, are the most susceptible of all. Professor Von Drucker, you confuse me. I can't follow. I, I can't comprehend what you're saying. Of course, of course. Do not let me force you to a conclusion too fast. After all, it took me years. All this? You can tell all this from just a crystal. No, no. In point of fact, Von Reichenbach started with a, a, a magnet... A nine-fold horseshoe, the largest magnet that ever existed at that time. Then he asked the father of the subject, a man named uh, Novotny. All this happened in Vienna. He asked Novotny to hold before his daughter this huge magnet, capable of supporting 90 pounds of iron. Mr. Novotny did so, without von Reichenbach's even being present. And... The next morning, he was told that Miss Novotny had actually perceived a distinct, continuous luminosity. Really? You mean it? Now, wait. Wait. For as long as the magnet was kept open, the fiery appearance was about equal in size at each pole. Close upon the steel from which it streamed, it appeared to form a blazing vapor 
And this was surrounded by a, a glory of rays. Oh, it sounds glorious. Magnet, crystal. But he did not stop there, oh no. He went on to try other substances. Sulfur, zinc, salt, alum, copper. They all, each one of them, had odic force to a greater or lesser degree. Precious stones, even semi-precious, had it too. The existence of the odic force was there. It existed. It was real. And so it is today. But if that's true... Oh, it is true, all right. Why don't we hear about it? Why doesn't anyone tell us? But, my dear little friend, that is what I am trying to do, as others have tried. Professor Von Drucker. Little Zorna, can I persuade you to call me Hans? Do you not feel that we are, are kindred enough for you to do that? Hans. It sounds right. It is right. Believe me, it is right. Now, what were you going to say to me when I interrupted? Hmm? I've never told this to anyone. Not even my father. I, I've never dared. But my father always wore a flower in his buttonhole. I would pick it in the morning and, and put it beside his plate at breakfast. And then just before he went to work, he would let me put it in his buttonhole. And off he would go. He, he wore the flower all day, and, and when he came home at night, he would give it to me. I trembled all day for fear that flower would get lost or would fade. But it never did. It's gone. When he gave me the flower at night on his return home, I would take it to my room and look at it. Look at it long and hard. And, Professor... Hans... Yes, my dear girl. I thought I could see it grow. Of course, it was not growing because it was no longer in the ground. It had been picked. No... What I was seeing was its death throes, its last gasps, you could call it, final flickering of life within it. I would watch and watch till it faded and died. Sometimes I would cry a little. It just seemed so sad. But then I would stop crying and go downstairs for dinner. Because I knew that the next morning there would be a new flower and my father would wear it all day and bring it home to me at night and, and I would watch it till it died. Oh, my dear. Wait. That's not all. As I watched each flower die, I saw... This is what I've never been able to tell anyone. Not even my father. I saw a, a kind of mist or, or vapor coming from the petals. I, I thought it was the soul of the flower going up to God. Did the mist, the vapor, have a color? Oh, yes, always. Pale blue or pink or violet. The one I loved best was a light gray, like a puff of smoke. The odic force. What you saw, my dear, was the Odic Force. I don't remember when the professor left the library. I think he left very quietly because he knew I was lost in my memories. 
and the new, the strange interpretation he had put upon them. I felt as though everything was coming together for me now. As though I was starting off down a new path that would lead me to... to my destiny. There was a knock at the door and a familiar voice. Lorna. Lorna, are you in there? Lorna, your, your, your grandmother said you'd be in here. Uh, Lorna, it's Michael. Please let me come in. Hello. Hello, Michael. Is it all right if I come in? I, I, I won't stay long. Come in. Thank you. Okay to sit down? Uh, yes, if you want to. Lorna, do you remember what happened at the garden party? Of course. When I came into this room with my friend Frank Cabot... You remember Frank, don't you? Of course. Well, when Frank and I came in, you, you were talking to an old man. Professor Von Drucker. Hans. Oh. Is that his name, Hans? Well, anyway, uh, he was telling you about something called Ode. Lorna, after a while, I, I, I couldn't make head or tail out of what the professor was saying. So I went out and I got some punch for everybody. I know you did. That was very nice of no, you. No, I wasn't trying to be nice. I, I was... Well, anyway. I came back with a punch. And you and Frank and the professor were standing right, right there. Right there where I'd left you. Talking. I held out a glass of punch to you, Lorna. And you reached for it. And you, uh... You froze. Froze? You stood there with, with your arms outstretched. But you didn't take the glass. You, you, you were absolutely stiff, rigid. You, you didn't move. At all. Why not? The professor said it was catalepsy. He said he'd hypnotized you and you were cataleptic. Isn't that interesting? Is that all you can say? That, that it's uh, interesting? It is interesting, isn't it? After a minute or so, he clapped his hands and you, uh... You took the glass out of my hand and we all went on talking. There, now, you see, nothing really happened to me. I wasn't hurt or anything. Lorna, I went to the library this morning. I looked up this man, von Reichenbach, in the encyclopedia. Von Reichenbach and all his theories, well, they had a kind of popularity for about 20 years. Not everybody accepted them. In fact, hardly anybody accepted them completely. Almost everybody laughed at them. They laughed at the vital force. How could anybody be so foolish? So cruel as to laugh at the vital force. Lorna, I, I don't want you to see this professor anymore. Why ever not? Because he's not good for you. All, all these theories, uh, all, this, all these discarded theories... Michael. Yes, darling? Michael, have you ever watched a flower die? And seen the mist that emerges from the petals? And floats upward... It's the soul of the flower, you see. And the odic force is sending it up to God. Poor Michael. He didn't understand a word of what I was saying. He just looked at me. I think there were tears in his eyes. He seemed so helpless. So forlorn. I think Michael loves me. And he's very sweet, very kind, very dependable. All those good things. But 
Michael is no high sensitive. So, of course, he doesn't understand. Michael was right, although four essays by von Reichenbach were published under the title The Laws of Odic Light in 1861 by Johann Poggendorf, the great body of scientists of the day remained indifferent. And it must be stated that although Poggendorf edited the contemporary annals of physics and chemistry, he himself had no valid scientific education. I'll be back shortly with Act Three. Lest you think that the Baron von Reichenbach was a romantic visionary, let me give you some details of his life up to the age of 51. He made his fortune with a beet sugar factory and extensive metallurgical works. He extracted paraffin and creosote from coal tar. He purchased landed estates in Lower Austria, Galicia, and nearby Reisenberg. To these properties, he added the steelworks of Ternitz and the blast furnaces of Gaia. No, he was no dreamer. He was an industrial prince from the Danube to the Rhine. I'm Frank Cabot. The second I laid eyes on Lorna Deering, standing with that funny-looking man in the oak panel library, something clicked inside my head, and I knew this girl was for me. There was something so... so fragile, so submissive about her. Oh, I wanted her. I needed her desperately. I didn't want to move in on her too fast, so I waited a few days after that first meeting. Then I went to her grandmother's house. I didn't bother to phone first. I wanted to take her by surprise. Remember me? Why, uh, it's Mr. Cabot, isn't it? Frank Cabot. I met you at the garden party. I came with, uh, Michael Lipton. Oh, of course, I remember you. Would you, um, could I come in for a, a few minutes? I want so much to talk with you. Oh, well... P please. I think we have a lot to say to each other. Anyway, I have a lot to say to you, and I hope that, uh, But you see, Mr. Cabot... Call me Frank, huh? Something's happened. I I'm not alone here. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's nothing like that. Professor von Drucker is here. You remember him? Well, of course I remember him. Well, he's staying here now. Oh, I didn't know. I persuaded my grandmother to let him come here to stay after... after he fell ill. Oh, the professor's ill? Well, nobody told me. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. It's some sort of paralysis on one side. Well, what does the doctor say? The doctor. He says it's... Hemiplegia, something like that. What brought it on? Do they know? All this work he's been doing. Trying to get von Reichenbach's idea revived. The poor man's exhausted. Oh, yeah, that, um, ode thing. The odic force. The power of ode. Yeah, yeah, that. Uh, you know, I was really impressed the way he talked about it. Really impressed. You were? Well, you see, I'm a high sensitive... Hans says I am. And high sensitives have healing power. It comes from the odic force. Do you understand? I think I do, Lorna. Well, that's why I asked my grandmother to let Hans move in here. So I could heal him. I'm spending all my time with him. Look, I understand. Uh, could I come back in a couple of days, maybe? 
I don't know. Not just to see you. I'd like to talk to the professor. I want to tell him how impressed I was by everything he said. That stuff about the uh, Odic Force, all that. He really gave me a lot to think about. Um, do you think he'd maybe want to talk to me for a few minutes? What? I think he'd like that. I really do. Well, then, maybe afterwards, uh, you and I could talk, too. Yes. Yes, maybe we could. I had a foot in the door anyway. Next time, I'd get all the way into the house. I sort of avoided Michael for the next few days. I didn't know how he'd react to the idea of me moving in on Lorna. (laughs) Not too favorably, I suspected. So, I spent my time at the library. No luck there, but in a dingy little second-hand bookshop, I found a copy of the four essays by Karl von Reichenbach. They were pretty heavy reading, but when I finally got to see Professor von Drucker, I knew what I was talking about. More or less. Come in, Frank. Well, thank you, Lorna. How is he? Better. Much better. We've set up a bed in the library. It's easier for the maid that way. And pleasanter for Hans. Come on, I'll take you to him. Such a wonderful man. I'm so glad you think so. Oh, I do. I do. I wish Michael did. Michael? Oh, what does he know? Frank Cabot is here to see you, Hans. Oh, ask him to come in, please. Here he is. Professor von Drucker. How splendid you look. (laughs) Give me your hand. Strong, huh? Oh, very strong. Very. (laughs) You should have felt my hand clasp a week ago. Like a limp rag. No more strength than a kitten. Isn't that marvelous? This is the marvel. This lovely girl right here. And the vital force that flows from her hands. Oh, now, Hans. But it is true. It's all true. Hans, I'm going to leave you and Frank alone for a few minutes. I know he wants to talk to you. I certainly do. And when I come back, I'll bring you a surprise. A surprise? How delightful. What is it? Wait and see. You're going to love it. Well, sir, you're certainly looking ship-shape. Well, you saw how much better my hand is. Well, uh, that's quite a handshake you gave me. Yes, yeah, the leg is still paralyzed, but uh, with time and the ministrations of my dear Lorna... She really is a high-sensitive, you think, huh? Think, I know. Her hands are like flames. The odic glow, like a current. Ah, you know about it, do you? Well, only a little. You see, it is some sort of radioactive matter. When a uniquely sensitive person passes her hands over an afflicted body, well, astounding therapeutic effects are obtained. A sort of emanation flows from her hands. Fascinating. The power of ode. The human light. You do understand. You do. Well, I'm... I'm trying, Professor. Uh, Still a novice, but... (laughs) I'm trying. Get yourself a magnet. A big one. Well, yeah, man is polarized from right to left. Am I correct? Oh, correct. Uh, Put a glass of water at either pole of the magnet. Wait six to eight minutes. And then get the sensitive to taste them. The glass at the pole turned to the north will be fresh and cool. Uh The one turned to the south will taste lukewarm, disgusting. That experiment is one of von Reichenbach's, and I have repeated it with Lorna, and all his other experiments as well. Professor, uh, I I must tell you something. 
I, I'm extremely fond of Lorna. Oh? Oh, well, uh, who could blame you? Well, I think you have a good deal of influence with her. Are you asking me to speak for you, Mr. Cabot? Yeah, so something like that. Ah, Lorna, you are back. Yeah, we were just uh, talking about you. Look, look what I have here. Why? Why, it is an ice cream cone, isn't it? Your favorite kind, <laughs> chocolate. Well, let us have it before it melts and spoils your pretty dress. No. No? I want you to come and take it from me. You mean over there, where you are standing? That's what I mean. But, but Lorna, that is all the way across the room. I know. My leg. Your leg is strong. It's well it will support you. Lorna, do you think he should? I know. Well, what if he falls? He won't fall. Come, Hans. I'll help you, Professor. Don't go near him. He can do it by himself. Can't you, Hans? What? Well, I, I, I... The power of Ode, Hans. The power of Ode. Yes, I... I shall try. Professor... I shall do it. Yes. Yes, I shall do it. Uh, look. Look, I am doing it. Good Lord. I am walking. I am really walking. I don't know how it happened. But Von Drucker did do it. He walked clear across the room and took the ice cream cone out of Lorna's hand. Then they stood there, looking at each other and smiling. I didn't know what to do or say. There didn't seem to be anything appropriate to the moment. So I left. I went over to Michael's house and, lucky for me, because I was in a daze... He was home, sitting on his front porch. Hi there, Frank. Thank goodness you're here, Mike. Join me in a drink? Uh, no drink, thanks. <laughs> you look like you need one. Come on, sit down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll sit down, thanks. You sure I can't get you a drink? Michael, I've just had the darndest experience. I have to tell you about it. Okay, go ahead, tell me. I've just come from the Deering house. Oh? You did? How come? Well, I'll be honest with you. I'm slightly smitten with Lorna Deering. You are, are you? You can't blame me. I can blame you for sneaking around behind my back. Don't feel that way about it, Mike. Well, what other way am I supposed to feel? Well, let me tell you what happened. I read up on this old stuff. It's very hard going if you're not into that kind of thing, which <laughs> I certainly am not. And I sort of dropped in casually at the Deering house and told Lorna how impressed I was by the odic force, etc. Oh, but it's balderdash, that stuff. I looked up von Reichenbach in the encyclopedia. Nobody took him seriously. Von Drucker does, and Lorna does. That's enough reason for me to. You mean you pretended to, isn't that it? Well, yes, but... But then, let me tell you what happened. You know, Lorna took Von Drucker into her grandmother's house after he developed this paralysis in his arm and leg. Hemoplegia, they call it. Yeah. Well, Michael, what if I told you that 
it's the same thing von Reichenbach came down with toward the end of his life. Well, so what? Plenty of people do from a stroke or, uh, I don't know, something. What bugs me is you trying to move in on a girl I'm half in love with. What about me? I'm half in love with her, too. Frank. Frank, look. Look who's coming this way. It's Lorna and Von Drucker. Yeah, but he's walking. I know. He isn't even leaning on her arm. I've been trying to tell you. Michael? What's been going on? The Odic Force, my boy. The Odic Force. Michael? Yes, Lorna. Hello, Professor. Hans and I dropped by to tell you something. Hello, Frank. Hello. You don't have to tell me. I can see. The professor's walking. Oh, not just that. We wanted to tell you because you're very dear to me, Michael. You too, Frank. We wanted you both to know. We're going to be married, Hans and I. Why? Why, that... That's great. Yeah, uh... uh congratulations, Professor. Together... We too will carry on the great work of Karl von Reichenbach and his discovery of the power of Ode. I took the next plane for San Francisco. Oh, I was depressed and I was disturbed. But my first sight of the Golden Gate Bridge brought me back to my usual cheery self. I don't know how long I could have endured the company of a high sensitive and the power of old. Von Reichenbach died in 1872 at the age of 74 at his castle of Reisenberg in Vienna. He never retracted or altered anything he wrote. And if you search long and hard and are sufficiently interested, you can find somewhere or other his writings on The Power of Ode. I'll be back shortly. Enter the White Westinghouse Move to the Sun Sweepstakes. You could win the grand prize. Ownership title to your own Captran Resort Condominium for one week every year for life. Or one of 50 one-week Florida vacations. All prizes include round-trip airfare on Eastern Airlines. See your participating White Westinghouse dealer for an official entry form. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 18 years or older. Sweepstakes void were prohibited. But hurry, our White Westinghouse Move to the Sun Sweepstakes ends June 1st, 1981. Danielle Steele, author of The Promise, knows how a woman really feels. Her new bestseller, Palomino, is about a woman who has everything until her husband leaves. And Danielle Steele knows that sometimes love demands a terrible choice. And sometimes love has no choice at all. Palomino, filled with all the emotions a woman feels. Because Danielle Steele knows. Palomino, a new Dell Trade paperback. The Goodyear Spring Sale Rally is on with big savings on Goodyear Tracker LT tires. Tracker LT, the tough, durable tire for your pickup van or camper. Get the Goodyear Tracker LT on sale now for just $55, plus 311 FET in size G7815 load range C. Goodyear Tracker LT. Get them on sale at the big Goodyear Spring Sale Rally now. But hurry, the sale ends April 18th at Goodyear service stores and participating dealers. 
They were the assassins of the ancient samurai order. As brutal in their passion as they were deadly in their mission. And today, as the number of victims grows, a horrible realization forms. The ninja live. The ninja. An erotic thriller. Five months on the New York Times bestseller list. The ninja. A heart-stopping demonstration of the Japanese art of love and death. Now a faucet paperback. souls? Do the animals? For that matter, do the birds and the insects? And what about the plants and the trees and the flowers? Remember Lona's vision of the thin mist escaping from the flower taken from her father's buttonhole as it faded and gave up its life? Perhaps everything that lives has a soul. Our cast included Christopher Tabori, Jada Rowland, Norman Rose, and Bob Caliban. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. For the Kansas City metropolitan area, mostly cloudy tonight and tomorrow. Continued cool. Low tonight, near 42 degrees. Tomorrow's high of 66. Cloudy with a good chance for showers Tuesday night and Wednesday. The low tomorrow night around 50 degrees and a high Wednesday of 68. Probability for rain is 50% tomorrow night. East winds at 10 to 20 miles an hour overnight becoming southeasterly tomorrow. That's weather from News Talk 81 KCMO. You're listening to Larry King on News Talk 81. KCMO, Kansas City. Mutual News. Authorities in Atlanta have now identified the latest body found in the Chattahoochee River. It was discovered Monday afternoon by a farmer. The assistant police chief of Fulton County, Lewis Graham, says positive ID has been established, but police are withholding the name pending notification of next of kin. The only thing we have is the fact that he was found in the Chattahoochee River between where two previous bodies were found. He was nude. Uh, he's small of statue, about 100 pounds uh, at the most, 115 pounds. Uh, although he's 23, but he looks much younger. Assistant Chief Graham says the death has...